So I had a wonderful Christmas with my family, being done chemo and that. I had New Year's. We had planned to do this. Um, in the past, we've done with my family, my my dad and my stepmom and my siblings and my brother and my sister-in-law. We have gotten together and done uh, murder mysteries and things like that. And this year, we thought, well, we would do something kind of similar, but more of a, an escape room and we always kind of host it. So I had found online to defuse a bomb and it would be a bunch of puzzles and I was all excited and my family from BC was going to come out and then we were going to make it uh, online and kind of FaceTime virtual for my brother and my new niece and my sister-in-law in Ontario. And I was all excited. I pulled some really late nights and I came, made it more interactive, more puzzles. I came up with names and everything and super excited because this is something in a way, I guess, just a, a little celebration to have the family together and done and to be able to do this and that. And I get the phone call from my stepmom that my sister, when she was coming back from university on the plane, got COVID, the probably the Omicron or whatever the new variant is. And so they wouldn't be able to come out. And I remember having this huge balloon. It was like, pop. And I was like, oh, that really, really sucks. And it did suck. And I was ready to pull out all the guilt trip things like, you know what, this could be my very last New Year's you ever spend with me because, you know, the cancer and I might not be here next year. And literally not seriously planning that or thinking that but ready to pull it all out just to make something happen because there's this whole time when you I've just wanted something so bad and it not to happen like I just wanted so bad not to have to go through chemo I wanted so bad to be there for my kids during certain times and when you want something so bad and it's just it's you have no control over it it is the most frustrating thing and this was just another one of those things I was just so not trying to set out a guilt trip because I can, but upsetting, but realizing too, that, you know what, last New Year's was the same thing, right? We couldn't be with family in that. So we just have to adjust it a bit. So we would still maybe do online board games and I could save all my planning and we would get together later. So maybe in February or, and we would do it again. And, um, we would just kind of do family. So we're going to do, you know, a chocolate fondue and, uh, board online board games and that. So, um, we ended up hooking up online with my brother and my sister-in-law and my parents came over for the first time, which is kind of nice because usually they do something with their friends, but they've been keeping it really low profile because of me and because my mom has been looking after my, my kids. Like we just don't want to expand that circle with everything, with everything going on. So they were able to spend Christmas or New Year's with us and we had a really great time and it was very low key and but energy-wise, I'm sure I, as much as I wanted to go, 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 I don't know. I mean, I tried. I pushed myself for sure. So it was great. Um, and that. And so someone, but then I'm going to, I'm actually going to now, so that's the very happy, positive stuff. And now I'm going to talk about some of the frustrations my husband and I have felt throughout this whole process, because there has been frustrations um, with the healthcare system and that. So and I didn't talk about this in the last podcast because, again, I, like I said, my memories are there. And then I'm finishing. I'm like, oh, yeah, that happened. So I remember before we went, I, no, it was after, it was before I went into round six or just after. 
And I always get my appointments in the mail. I don't know why they don't phone, they don't email, but I get them in the mail. I've asked, they come in the mail. So you wait for them to come in the mail and it tells you the times. So it was, so yeah, so it was before round six and I get the time and I usually go in first thing in the morning. So I usually go in about 9.30. So not first thing, but 9.30 in the morning is when I end up at the Tom Baker. So I get this letter in the mail and it says, so your round six is now going to be at uh, 2.30 in the afternoon and you have another round for January 3rd and then a disconnect on the 5th. And I remember looking at this letter being like, whoa, whoa, what? Like, I just, I feel like I just talked to my oncologist. Is there something that's I don't know about? Like, am I, is there, am I more sick than I thought? Like, what's going on? So I, I call them, but the first one about the appointment, I was like, I thought I was done after six rounds. And they're like, well, yeah, but it's usually 12 rounds. And I was like, but my oncologist said six. Like, are you kidding me? I have to do another six. Like, I don't think I can do this. And just feeling helpless. And it was like, oh, no, no, you are six rounds. That was a mistake, a complete mistake. Ignore it. Ignore it. I mean, yay, everyone makes mistakes, but it's kind of like, before you send something out, this is someone's life. Like, look at their file. Do you not even know who I am? And again, so I was looking and then I said, and the second thing, like I was told and I booked up my calendar and I made sure I had a babysitter for my kids that it's going to be in the morning at 930. And now you're saying it's 230. Like, I don't have a sitter. And so that's kind of makes you go into panic mode. And I'm also like, and if you're there for two and a half, three hours, that means I'm not even going to be there for dinner. So I have to have someone not only look after my kids, but figure out dinners and all that. And my husband's going to be with me and he's already booked time off work and all the rest. And they're kind of like, oh, uh, yeah, 2.30. I was like, well, is there a reason the times changed? Like, what did they, you know, maybe they're short on a nurse or something. So they look like, no, there's no reason why it changed. And I was like, well, I've got kids. They're like, oh, you have kids? And it's kind of like, yeah, I, I do. And you should know this. Like, this is round six now. This isn't round one. It should be in my file. And she's looking. She's like, oh, you've got young kids too. Oh, okay, yeah. No, young kids usually take priority, like, if you have young kids because, you know, sitter, sitters and all the rest. And that. And it just felt like, whose file are you looking at? Like, this late in the game. Like, I just, I want to feel like a person and not a number. And... I mean, even when you call the the cancer clinic, the first thing that they say is, you know, what's your, what's your number? What's your number? But when I go for the disconnect, the nurse at the front desk is always like, no, just tell me your name. And she's always like cheerful and everything. And she makes you feel like a human. So that's very frustrating. And so I was, I was like, okay, well, I'm supposed to be going in and you know, four days for round six. Like, how will I know if they've changed my appointment? Cause she's like, well, we'll call you back if we change it or I was like are you going to call me she's like well we'll send it how we usually send your appointments I'm like in the mail so if you send it in the mail I won't know about it till after my round and she's like oh right yeah no I guess we could call you um you think that would be helpful so lucky enough they were able to change it and it was back to my 9 30 but I just remember feeling all that frustration and so many times along the way I just have not felt like a person in a lot of respects, especially when I see residents more than my own oncologist. And half the time it's like they first meet you and they talk about all these things that you're like, yes, I've already discussed this. Like, please read my file before you come talk to me. Cause I just don't want to every time go. Yep. Yep. No, that's me or whatnot. Um, but along the way, there's been some really 
wonderful, wonderful people too. There's a, a lady who does the young cancer and she, when she sees me, she pops in and she's been great because she's also been able to kind of advocate for me. And I mentioned that I have to get a flush for my port. So going up to Tom Baker, which is on the other end of the city from where we live. So it is a drive and then you have to pay for parking and figure all that out for literally 10 seconds when I live five minutes from the South Hospital. So because of her, she's been making arrangements so I can now go to the South Hospital to get my flushes done. So yay. So along the way, there has been a lot of wonderful people too. But I don't, it's just, there's also been a lot of frustrations where you you want to bang your head against the wall because you feel like this is the most serious thing that's ever happened to me. Like cancer is a pretty big deal. I want to go in and I want to feel like a person. Like I just, I need to be acknowledged that I'm a person at this point. I'm not a number and I'm not cancer. Like there's more. So just that whole point And I just was shaking my head and even blood work. I have to get it every two weeks. And they always say, okay, go book it online. But if you go to book it online, they're always four to five weeks out. So you can't book it. So you have to phone. And I mean, I don't always know because when you get your blood work, I try to book it a few, like what I know ahead of time when my, because I know it's every two weeks in that, but you don't want to book it too far ahead because if you have to have delayed treatments and you have to go in and cancel. And I had to do that between rounds one. Because after round one, I went through and I booked all my blood work because I had the schedule. But then I was on a completely different, I went to having the port and that and everything changed. So I had to go in and cancel all those appointments. So I kind of thought, okay, I don't want to do too far ahead. So then you call on the phone and again, you're on waiting and waiting and waiting. So even to book blood work takes a long time. And then sometimes the nurse will say, oh yeah, no problem. Like we'll get you right into your one and what day do you want to go and they'll make it work. And then all of a sudden you'll have one being like, well, if you've got a port, why aren't you doing it at the South Calgary Hospital? And you're like, I was told I wasn't allowed to. Like when I called the South Calgary, they said, no, you have, you don't come through here unless you have uh, like more serious and you need like blood transfusions and that. So then you get these mixed information and you're like, well, this is what I was told. So I'm doing what I'm told. And then they talk to you like, well, you should be doing it this way. And you're like, well, I don't know that. And just a lot of miscommunication and mixed messages going across. So sometimes you get off and you feel the phone and you're like, you feel like you're the dumbest person out there. And you're like, well, I'm doing what I'm told. I think I'm doing, I'm trying to do this. And just those little stresses that you don't really need. And yeah, so there's been a lot of stress along the way, extra stresses. Uh, there's been some highs, there's been some lows. Um, Moving out of it, though, it's kind of funny because I was talking to the young cancer person and it was because she called after all was done to let me know that they're going to do my flushes at the South Calgary and just, you know, how are your symptoms? So she calls more and in touch with me than my own oncologist to see how the symptoms are going and just to monitor them that. And I still feel exhaustion. So, and um, it's funny, we did, so we did the low care key new years and so January 3rd hits and um schools now are now going to be uh not going back the fourth like they're supposed to so that means my son's home for another week and I still feel like the exhaustion that and the funny thing is I was supposed to go so Jen if I had gone for say round seven it would have been January 3rd and I remember waking up January 3rd thinking I feel really really nauseous 
And I was like, I need, oh my gosh, I'm like, I should be taking my anti-nausea pill. Like I, I, before treatments, I have to take all these, these anti-nausea pills. And then I actually had to stop and think, I'm like, do I really feel nauseous? Like, do I need to take an anti-nausea pill? And in the end, I didn't. I just kind of had more food, breakfast and water. And it was like this anticipation because my body's been going through for so long. It was anticipating all these symptoms and reactions. And even on the Wednesday, when I usually get disconnected, I could feel like, and that, or even the Tuesday, the Tuesday, I felt like I had still something being connected to me and going through my body. And I had a really restless sleep, like trying to get comfortable because it was like what I was used to doing. And then on Wednesday in the afternoon, all of a sudden I was like, I am going to crash. I need to nap. And I looked at my husband and I said, I, I just need to nap. And he ended up taking some extra time off, especially with my, with my son not, not going to school and um, my mom wanting to go visit um, my new niece, of course, the new grandkid in Ontario. So she needs to kind of self-isolate before she gets on a plane and goes out there. And we're trying to also get into a groove because we know if she's gone for a month or, and I'm getting better and we start to have to start doing all these routines on our own and we've been so spoiled. And I looked at him and I was like, I need to crash. And so he was like, okay, go do it. And then the Thursday when I'm used to sleeping all day, I remember waking up and just all day, just feeling so out of it and tired and everything. I'm like, is this normal? Because I was starting like New Year's, I felt great. And the weeks in between, I felt like, yeah, I was feeling good. And now I feel like I'm just back into this. Like, is this normal? And I guess it's, I don't know if it's like, you know, pseudo symptoms. They say, you know, when you have your arm or an, a limb amputated, you still have ghost symptoms. Like it, you can feel your arm, even though you don't have it anymore. And it's like, I'm not hooked up, but I could still feel the side effects of being hooked up. And it felt like I was hooked up. And it, not that I've ever lost a limb. I am not an amputee by any means. I've just read that somewhere. So I cannot tell you it's true. And that's exactly how I was feeling. But so it's just like your body's kind of anticipating. So I guess your body kind of, yeah, I've been going through it so long and it's such, and it's chemo. It's not like it's like a Advil or anything. So my body's kind of anticipating all that, the stuff. And it was, it was weird. It was, it was just, it was weird. And I kept telling myself, I don't need to, I, I, I don't need to, but, um, or I'm now three weeks or whatever out, um, and four weeks, I guess. And I still feel the side effects. So the neuropathy has not gone away. And if you're living in Calgary, BC, we've been going through, um, a deep freeze. So it has been very, very cold. So I cannot even go outside, especially if it's colder than minus 15 as my throat. Like I even stepped out to open the door for Amazon to pick out the, take the parcel in. And I remember just gasping, being like, <laughs> like it felt like my throat was closing up and my fingers were numb and touching the doorknob, like, cause I didn't have gloves on. Right. So I went to open the door and I, I touched the metal doorknob and it was like, ah, like it, it hurt. And my fingers are numb and that. So getting very stir crazy being inside and not being able to go out and doing any winter sports and even just things like take advantage. Like I took a take for granted, like shoveling the walk, like just getting that fresh air, right? I literally cannot go outside. And that's been kind of tough. Uh, even going to the garage, to the freezer, because the garage is not in, it's um, not heated. So you open, 
the garage to even go outside and I can't. So I'm kind of like, can someone go as a freezer for me? But on the other hand, though, I've been able to have drinks kind of from the fridge, whereas before, uh, right after treatment, I haven't been able to. And as it's gone by and about a few days before I go into my next round, I've been able to do it. So I've been able to have drinks from the fridge. I had ice cream and that was seemed to be okay. So, and I love ice cream. So that's been a bonus, but just that breathing that cold air and, and, and touching things and still making sure I put lots and lots of cream on my feet. Um, cause I can still feel how tender they are. And the neuropathy, like I said, my nose and my tips of my fingers and my toes, uh, the exhaustion, uh, no mouth sores. So I haven't had any for a while. So that's been great. Um, I started flossing again and I, I haven't been able to floss in months. And I thought, you know what? I, I got to start. I, it bled the first couple times, but it's getting better. So I, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm bouncing back. Uh, my kids ended up over the holidays getting, uh, my son brought home something from school um, and gave it to my daughter again and my husband. So my husband went and got tested for COVID. His came back negative. So we kind of call Alberta Health and we're like, should my son has, it started with my son. He has the same symptoms. Should he go get tested? And my daughter, she's three. And I really don't want to have to stick something in her nose when she doesn't sit still anyways. Like it's just going to be a big drama. And then I have to, like, if we're taking them and my husband's got symptoms, he shouldn't be taking them, but that means I should be taking them. And then I'm exposing myself. So Alberta Health was very great. And they just were like, if it started with your son and then your husband and daughter came afterwards with the exact same symptoms, and your husband tested negative, it's negative. And they're like, and you're on chemo pretty much or recovering from, you would have got it. You would have got something. And for whatever reason, the most person in the house who didn't catch anything was me. I never got it all. I felt like I had a bit of a scratchy throat and it lasted like a day. And I took like, I was drinking hot lemon and honey, but that was it. So the one person who's going through chemo with no immunity is the one person that didn't catch anything. So I was like, what are the odds? Because I feel like I catch anything. So I must have been just upping my vitamin C and doing everything I can. So I didn't catch anything. So yay, having sick kids, not fun. My daughter threw up Christmas and for two days afterwards. So stomach bug. So that was fun to deal with. And of course, the smell of puke just makes me want to puke. And then she's cuddly and in bed with me. And I'm like, I do not want to puke. I'm done with GI stuff. I am just done. But I didn't catch anything. So for whatever reason, that was great. So yeah, being four, four weeks out um, feels good. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me, not to be on chemo. But like I said, I still feel like I am those pseudo kind of pains, but I'm not officially on chemo anymore. Uh, I take a vitamin D every day and I was able to throughout my chemo as long as it's liquid form because the fillers that they have in some of the vitamins in that are really hard on your GI system and so I'm not allowed to take them. I, take an, I am allowed to take a probiotic so I don't know if I mentioned before so I take a probiotic every day which I'm allowed to take and a vitamin uh, vitamin D. I'm really, really wanting to take some vitamin B because I did have hair loss and I just would like, I, I still have hair, but I just like to have it grow back better and just my nails too, which have been kind of chippy in that, which is again, another symptom, um, ridges in your nails and just brittle in that. 
and just your skin and nails and my teeth, calcium and that. So um, it's usually four weeks out, but we, um, but because it's a GI cancer I had, I, I should be waiting six weeks out. So I have to wait six weeks before I can actually start taking other vitamins and that. Ideally, if I can get them in liquid form, that's the best way because of the fillers. But if I can't, I can't. Um, going to the dentist, again, I should be waiting till February. I really want my hair colored, but because it was so cold and I couldn't go outside, I couldn't get my hair colored. Um, 2022 has not started off fantastic. Uh, both of our car, our vehicles are out of commission. So our truck, the brakes aren't working and our car, the transmission went. So my husband and I look at each other and we're like, are you kidding me? 2021 was bad enough. And now we're starting 2022 with no vehicles and not just one, but both of them. So it feels like that hasn't been a good start. And I'm just like, please, no more, no more. Like, uh, do I, again, do I look for things that happen in threes? So instead we've looked at this whole thing about being like, our cars aren't working, but they weren't in an accident. So they're not like write-offs. We don't have to worry about accidents or anything like that. They are older. So they're about 15, one's 15 years and one's 14 years. So look how long they've lasted. And so we're trying to look at things like that and be like, so it doesn't feel like 2022 is starting off really, really bad because I feel like if I think that it's starting off really, really bad and this is how it's starting off, it doesn't bode well for a CT scan this year. So I'm trying not to focus on that and that just the bad luck and all the rest. Um, however, I did pay quite a bit of money for both vehicles in this past June. So that doesn't make me too happy. And now to save up for a newer vehicle, because I mean, yes, we're replacing a transmission, but we feel like in the next few years, we should probably get a new vehicle. And when I'm on not working, so trying to save up, so really trying not to focus on that, but it, sometimes it's hard because I'm like, if this is how this year's already started off, I mean, I am needing all the good luck I can get going into this next CT scan. So right now it's a limbo game and just waiting so I can start taking vitamins and doing more. I try to, with my son being off, we did cosmic kids yoga every day just to do some kind of exercise because they were climbing the walls. My whole house became an obstacle course one day because again, I can't go outside. They weren't going outside when it was that cold. So we had red string tied under the kitchen table, which was our laser course. We had our Nerf guns out doing target practice. We did balancing games. So just trying to keep active, trying to keep positive. So this is kind of where I'm at four weeks post chemo treatments and um, diarrhea here and there. Uh, but again, uh, is it side effects or is it all the junk food I've been eating? So I had to actually make a mental note and I froze, I think, six tins of cookies because I was like, I can't keep looking at them because I'm going to make myself sick. So trying to start getting those healthy habits back that I've completely neglected I thought I had some good habits starting kind of in that October, but the more exhausted I got with each chemo round, the less I cared, like even meal wise, like I, I wanted to help plan and prep and do these healthy meals. And then I look at my husband who's absolutely exhausted and he's like, can we just order in? And I'm like, yep. 
as much as I want to be like, no, we're going to make this lovely cabbage broccoli dish and it's going to be great and we're going to be healthy. I just, we we're both exhausted. So really trying to get back into those, those habits and, and nap when I need to, because I still do feel the exhaustion, but four weeks post and, um, onwards and upwards and hoping to move into some healthy habits so I can really hope for a really, really clean CT scan.